Chusa, more like you suck. Oh, oh yeah. You know what time it is. It's mime time. Choose suck. You suck. Choose suck. You suck. Choose suck. You suck. Choose suck. You suck. Heart. Welcome to Mime Time, a show where we talk about the Asian diaspora experience and overcoming our identity struggles to become the best versions of ourselves. My name is Mime. And do you know what time it is? It's Choose suck. The annual Korean autumn harvest holiday, which dates back over a thousand years and maybe even longer. I'm no historian, so I want to share my reflections on Chuseok and what it means for us today. And before I get into today's topic deep and hard, I would just like to say, please consider supporting the show. You can do that in several ways. One of them, if you like this shit, then please give me a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whichever platform you're listening to. Share it with a friend who would get something out of it and contact me by email or Instagram to give feedback on the show. I love hearing your feedback and that adds oxygen to the fire. That is mime time as we continue to grow. And thank you to all my awesome listeners who've given me feedback and shared my episodes up until now. The feedback has been awesome. Thank you so much, guys. So, Chuseok. As in many societies with temperate climates and distinct seasons, there's going to be a period of harvest in the autumn. So Korea has its own autumn festival, a three-day holiday called Chuseok, which means Autumn Eve. Did you know that Korea has a Posejons? Posejons. Do you know Chuseok? Do you know Yuseok? For those of you who don't know, some of us expats like to make fun of the way Korean people will often emphasize that Korea has a temperate climate and four seasons, as if we don't have four seasons in, say, America. One of my good buddies, Matt Smart, who I interviewed in episode 19 of Mime Time, used to live in Korea, and he would have parties for the lonely expats like himself, the lonely foreigners who live in Korea without family to go see, and call it Chuseok Yuseok. I'll go more into the expat experience of Chuseok later in the episode. A lot of people call Chuseok Korean Thanksgiving, but when I hear it, it seems like such an awkward comparison. A friend told me this, and I agree, they're, they're just not the same. Yes, they are both autumn harvest holidays, but that's about it. American Thanksgiving versus Korean Chuseok, two totally different narratives and cultures. Roughly, the story of the American Thanksgiving is about the pilgrims coming to America, settling at, you know, at Plymouth Rock or something like that, struggling to survive their first winter, and then with the help of some uh, Native Americans, they were able to catch fish and grow corn and have a bountiful feast uh, prior to the winter, right? They thanked God for Providence for providing a bountiful harvest. Of course, this is when the European settlers and the Native Americans weren't busy killing each other and all that. But that's probably a topic for a different podcast. So Thanksgiving is giving thanks to God for his providence, for their survival in the new world and for the harvest. Chuseok is about the harvest as well and honoring ancestors for a good harvest. So obviously there should be a lot of gratitude and thanksgiving in Chuseok, but see how it's a very different story? It probably came from ancient shamanistic worship of the harvest moon. Anyways, what do people do in Korea on Chuseok? A bajillion Koreans leave the cities to go to their hometown to see grandma or grandpa to eat, drink, and hang out. There's the tradition of doing cheza, 
where you set up a bunch of food on a table for your ancestor spirits and then bow out of respect, asking for, you know, good harvest and good health and all that stuff. People will also visit family graves and clean up the tomb, you know, pull the weeds and stuff. And if they have time, they'll go hang out with friends. Kids will gather and play games or just look at their phones while the adults like talk about stories past and whatever. When I was a kid growing up stateside, I have some vague memories of my family celebrating Chuseok. My family, like so many Koreans and so many Korean Americans, is Protestant Christian. So we go to the Korean American church around Chuseok and they'd have traditional Chuseok food. Or we'd go celebrate it at one of the church members' homes for a gathering. Because we were a Christian family, we didn't believe in bowing to our ancestors' spirits or doing of the ancestor worship stuff. I guess because bowing down to the spirits of one's ancestors is some ungodly heathen pagan bullshit, right? Because you're only supposed to bow down to the one true God. Ooh. So this part of Chuseok, or Korean tradition, of bowing down to ancestors or even to elders who are still alive, was deprived from me. In the past, I might have resented my parents for not doing so, for depriving this from me, but I'm very grateful and fortunate to my parents for even trying to observe the holiday at all. There are perhaps Korean adoptees who never get to grow up with it at all, for example, so I got to count my blessings. Now, I think ancestor worship is a beautiful thing. And maybe worship is too strong of a word. I'd like to say remembering or honoring ancestors fits more. But if I'm going to worship something or someone, I'll worship nature. I'll worship the sun and the moon. I'll worship the mountains and the rivers and the sea. If you get me drunk and we start talking about religion, I start ranting about Christianity and Korean ca- Christianity. I mean, that's a podcast in its own right. So I'll shut up. Otherwise, this episode is going to become not about Chuseok, but me ranting about how I think ancestor worship makes more sense and is more natural than worshiping a Middle Eastern guy with a beard who died on a cross 2,000 years ago. I wouldn't call myself Christian anymore. I don't go to church. I'll talk about ancestor worship in another episode. So I did Chuseok family stuff this past Saturday. I met up with my mom's side of the family in Wijungbu City, north of Seoul. We had barbecue at this kind of danky restaurant that imports black pork from Jeju Island, which is famous for the poor black pigs that Korean people love to eat. Hukdeji. It was quite good, especially the part where I put it in my mouth. Oh, baby. My uncle, my mom, and I had shots of soju over sizzling rings of pork intestines, makchang. And, you know, they're talking about family, telling stories from the past about their father, my maternal grandfather. My mom's side of the family is from Weijungbu. Grandpa was a rich man who owned a building on a corner in a very prominent area at the time in the 70s. The U.S. military had a bigger presence in Weijungbu City back then, and they'd give out toys, chocolates, and little things out to the kids. My grandfather had like five shops paying him rent, and he ran a suit tailoring shop for the U.S. personnel. He would tailor a suit for like 300 to 400 bucks a pop, which was huge money back then. He had a good relationship with the U.S. soldiers. They baked a huge cake for my mom's ninth birthday when birthday cakes weren't even a thing in Korea. And he had the cake cut up and then shared to the kids in the neighborhood, some of the orphans, I think. He donated a lot of money to orphanages and charity and shit like that. The U.S. military staff let my family and other kids onto the military base and check out the helicopters and stuff. The U.S. personnel adored my mother because she was so beautiful and cute to them. One of them, the officers, supposedly actually made an offer to adopt her. 
I was like, what? Really, mom? And she said, yeah, but your grandfather said, I have only one daughter. And mom wasn't in the mood to leave, especially when life was so good at the time. But wow, she could have lived a completely different life and never met my dad. And I don't know, I wouldn't be here and there'd be no mime time. Anyways, another uncle joined us, my small uncle, my chagun samchun. And we talked some more as the sun set and we were all continuing to eat and drink and ate. And so we ate and talked more. And this other uncle told me that they have cousins who actually live in Japan. These are my uncle's cousins, as in my maternal grandfather was their uncle, I believe. And these cousins of my uncle's will have children, maybe older than me. I was like, wow, so do they speak Korean? And yes, and he, yes, he said. I said, I'd love to connect with them. I didn't know we had relatives in Japan. I'd love to connect with them and then share what I learned for this podcast, of course. Anyways, after dinner, we got in my uncle's car and drove out 40 minutes away from the city into the countryside to my grandparents' place, my Chagan Harmony's home, my small grandma. She's actually the sister to my maternal grandmother, I believe, but I just call her grandma. It's a Korean thing. You can look it up. To this day, honestly, fam, I still have trouble figuring out all my relatives and who's who and how people are actually related to me. I still meet new distant relatives here and there, like uh, at a funeral, funeral at the beginning of this year. My mom's wezungmo, the wife of her maternal uncle, passed away. So let's just say it, it was like her aunt. To me, that person was my wezungmo harmony. I had never met this person when we showed up to her funeral out in the countryside, but she was someone who obviously meant something important to my mom, someone who adored my mom when she was a young girl. And I got to see dozens of people, older people, younger people, like middle school students who I've never seen before, who've maybe heard about me, but never seen me, but were related somehow. As time goes on, I'd like to connect more with all these relatives and share my story, engage in dialogue with them to learn more about our family histories, and then share the lessons with you all in the future. Anyways, we get to my Chagan Harmony's home deep in the fucking sticks, and I see my grandma and aunt and my cousin once removed. We catch up, eat some grapes and songpyeon. We hang out there for a couple hours, not intending to stay the night because uncle's got to work tomorrow. My mom and uncles gave grandma some cash, yongton. You know, like we like to give gifts of cash to our elders on holidays such as this. And so my uncles and my mom and I say goodbye, get in the car and drive back to Weijungbu City. And on the way, the uncles and mom are talking about how it's important to give some cash and support grandma. Otherwise, she and her husband, my Chagan Haraboji, small grandpa, might still think, after all we did for them, what have they done for us? That kind of thing. So my mom asked me to meet up with the uncles in Weijungbu City and then go into the countryside to see grandma to pay a visit. And we did. When I was a kid, I hated doing this family shit. But now, as an adult, I really appreciate it and see my mom's heart. She wants me to see how she's maintaining family relations, family ties, all the while talking about the importance of family to the very end. That's why she even came out to Korea around this time to see family and serve family. So even though dealing with my mom can be stressful, annoying, or frustrating as fuck, our relationship has gotten very good. And I need to always remember I'm a very fortunate son with a very wonderful, loyal, strong mother 
and I'm very grateful that we're both able to meet halfway. Chuseok is about family. So my mom stayed in Wijungbu with my uncle for the night, and I took the late train all the way back to Seoul. What a day trip from Seoul to Wijungbu to the countryside, and then all the way back to Seoul in one day. It was completely worth it. I'm a lucky son of a chosen gun to even have any family at all to spend time with like this. Then I ended up at a friend's house and we had some good wine and we cheers. Happy Chuseok. A full day. This was not even Chuseok technically. It, it was the Saturday before, the start of a long holiday weekend. Now, let's think about holidays for a minute. A holiday is supposed to be a time with family or loved ones to relax, have fun, go on an adventure, enjoy company and whatnot, and share stories, like, like Christmas. In any society, I think, holidays in general can be a stressful, lonely, and or depressing-ass time for some people. Whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas in America, or Chuseok or Lunar New Year here in Korea and Asia, To say the least, there are many people in many different situations just trying to get through the holidays. Stuck with a late work shift on the holiday or stuck in traffic for hours like everyone else. Trying to please different family members, dealing with family members or in-laws because family can be very stressful and dramatic. Uh, Like the women struggle and do all the cooking and cleaning while the men just sit around and drink. That's lame, man. We should help them out. It's not like we're struggling out in the fields. Why can't we help out in the kitchen a bit? As I mentioned before, expats or foreigners in Korea will experience loneliness. That's while all the Koreans leave the city or go on vacation, even though it's not the culture they grew up with, the expats will feel the loneliness. So expats, some of you listening to this, will gather for a barbecue or hang out with friends for a drink or go on a trip somewhere to the East Coast or even leave the country for the holiday. Because it gets lonely. Chuseok is supposed to be a time to celebrate a good harvest and ask for a good harvest. But what if you don't have a good harvest? What if you just lost your job or went through a breakup or made a bunch of terrible investments that went south? What if you have scarcity? What if you're lonely and you don't have any friends or family to support you? What if you're stuck in quarantine? What if you have corona right now and you're stuck in an isolation center? What if you're a lone taxi driver on a smoke break during Chuseok, contemplating his life and how meaningless his whole struggle is? He drives the streets and the city is empty like a ghost town because everyone has left to spend time with the warmth of their family and food while he tries to make ends meet by working on a holiday. And maybe his kids don't want to talk to him anyway because he was an abusive, alcoholic father. For some, holidays are the best times of our lives. But for some people, holidays like Chuseok just highlight the meaningless struggle to survive and our loneliness and depression and feeling left out. If you're feeling depressed or lonely, reach out. We've all been there. I've been there. If you don't have a friend, just, I don't know, hit me up. Even if you just want to talk. If you're feeling lonely or depressed around a holiday like this, it's okay. That's natural. It's human. Ironically, You're not alone because so many people you'll never ever meet actually go through the same thing. Chuseok is about family if you're fortunate to have one. If you don't, you can make one and make your own experiences with people you care about. Whether you're Korean, Korean American, or Gyopo, or a cheeky foreign English teacher, 
or a lone professional far away from family, make the most of it. Find good people worth sharing good times with. Try not to let it stress you out too much. And if you do get stressed out, that's okay too. Again, you're not alone. You can also just chill out if you don't want to see anyone and you're like introvert and you just need to recharge, then that's nothing wrong with that too. So what does Chuseok mean to you, fam? What were your experiences of Chuseok growing up, whether you grew up in Korea or America or elsewhere? Did your family celebrate it in a certain way, like going to a particular restaurant? Do you have fond memories, bad memories? And whether or not you grew up with Chuseok, what are your experiences of Chuseok now as an adult? Let me know. I just want to say this. I love my family. Chuseok is a time to strongly affirm that, especially with the ritual of bowing to one's deceased family members and ancestors. Every day when I get out of my bed before I start my day, I bow to my ancestors, to my dead father, and I say, thank you for another day of life. Thank you that I'm here. Please help me make the most out of this precious day of life I've been given. Because it's Chuseok, you suck. I'm going to make a cheeky Chuseok special blessing to anyone who's listening. Here's my prayer to my ancestors and to yours. Dear ancestors who came before us, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your sacrifice, your blood, sweat, and tears. Please give us the strength and wisdom we need to succeed and overcome all our obstacles. Please, ancestors, to my late father, to his father, to my grandmother, and to her grandmother, and all the people in my family tree who lived and died, I ask for your guidance and protection over me, my family, my listeners. I ask for a good harvest, spiritually, financially, emotionally. I ask that you help us acquire and maintain sound health and wealth. I ask for a good harvest for this podcast, Mime Time, that many people can hear this message, that whoever's listening to this right now can also find abundance of peace, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, self-love in their hearts and minds. Again, I also ask the spirits of the ancestors of all my listeners to watch over them, the listeners, and me as well. To all our ancestors, my listener ancestors, and my own Please watch over the lonely people who are suffering and alone out there right now. Please give them hope and show them the way. Show us the way. Please help us unlock the unlimited potential for success, the power of righteousness, and help us manifest infinite goodwill and love for ourselves and towards all mankind. Mime timers, I wish you all a good, glorious harvest in life this year. That you make money, that you're healthy, safe, and whole with your loved ones. Thank you. I love you. Happy Chuseok. You suck hard.